of the Mercedes Benz. Ah. <laughs> Good morning. Mic check one, two. <laughs> right. Let me just have a little slurp of my morning Java. Good morning. It's Saturday, the 19th of February, 2022, planet Earth. <laughs> and I'm doing one of my little, mm, is it a podcast? Is it a show? Is it pointless? Just doing it into void for about eight people. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier with it. Couldn't be happier. Right, let's get phone out at pocket because it's been going wild. And let me tell you this. I'm not going to put it next to my voice recorder. The hate because oh, I did a podcast with my mate Matt the other day, and I even bragged about being all like, oh, "I'm like Joe Rogan, mate. I've got all me set up." And hey, look, it's a bit. Don't break. Don't break. There we go. Oh, I've got all me stuff set up, and that it's uh, I'm, I'm Joe Rogan of Yorkshire, bro Rogan. And uh, and I put my phone next to. Let me see if I can recreate it. Right, put phone next to the thing. And I don't know if it's going to make the noise, or was it? It was maybe because my phone was just going ape shit. <coughs> but anyway, it might have done it now. It's, you, you don't even know. I wonder if I could check it with cans on. Bear with me. I should have. No, let's not start experimenting now while we're live. Anyway, <clears throat> put the phone next to that. Listen to audio back, mate, and it was like, ugh. Unbelievable. It was just like a modem back in the day. Uh, like a ZX, or ZX, is it? Spectrum. This just in. Hazy thinks he's the New Yorkshire Joe Rogan. Clearly he's not. Pathetic. Got my laptop. Right, I've got my blue. It's, what time are we on? Quarter past eight of, an, of a Saturday morn. I'm feeling good. Went out last night for a late night climb down at the uh, my local climbing wall with a friend I've not seen for a while. So my hands are a bit beat up. I'm out of shape when it comes to climbing. I need to get back into it more regularly. It really does. You get found out on them walls. And I did, I've treated myself to... So I've been using the same pair of climbing shoes for about five years. And I've just had it, so I got some of these. Um, these Borel Crooks. Shut at camera. Come on. I got some new Burrell Crooks. For those just listening, just Google Burrell Crooks. Really, really good. And so they do improve my climbing, but you have to get them a size smaller than your actual feet. So obviously if you're a 10, you get a nine in climbing shoes and they curl over like almost like a ballerina. Like you, you, your foot's all trussed up like that. So at first, my big toenails are bruised today. Bruised droop. 
So that was good, mate. And then there was a few of them who were going out for beverages after climbing. It's a thing. Even the climbing wall, mate, sells beers. Ugh. But I was a sensible boy. I said, no, thank you. What's going on with this mic, mate? Uh, that's all right, isn't it? So I was a sensible boy and I didn't go out for beers and now I feel all smug and good today. And it's been a stormy one, as we all know. So much so that poor Lynn, Lynn next door had her... Uh, <laughs> she's had all her bird feeders blown off her, bless her. And I was going to go around and offer some assistance, but she's uh, she was dealing with it this morning. And I zoomed in and took a photo of Lynn picking up her... Um, her dealing with it, just dealing with... Dealing with the, <laughs> the devastation that the wind has brought, Paul Lynn. All my bird stuff is up and running still. There's been three deaths. I'm having a quick look at laptop. I thought, well, I'll have a little look at news, just in case there's anything crazy's happened. I don't normally check out the news, but I thought, you know what? Seeing as I'm talking to all you 12, I thought I might as well see what's going on. 120, 122 mile an hour gusts, mate. Jeez. That is intense, man. Speaking of intense, I'm glad I'm not in one. I've been out in, I think, 50 mile an hour, 60 mile an hour, and it was, the tent was folding in on me. So 120, that double it, that's insane, mate. And there are still people going out camping, you know, and I've seen them. On the Facebook groups and stuff that I'm in. Oh, my gains. Gains, 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 gains. Um, going out and they're doing this like... Because it makes for a good video. Like if you if you make a YouTube video and it's, it's oh, wild camping in Storm Eugene or whatever it's called, Eunice, it gets good views. So these people are going out in these storms just to film a YouTube video. And I don't think they would be doing that. If it wasn't for the the video they were making, there's no way you're going to be like, right, 122 mile an hour winds. There's a good chance I'll get blown off the side of the mountain. I'll best go camping. I just don't think you would. And so you get these people who just do it, I think for the, just because it makes a good video. But for me, no, it's, it's, it's just daft to do that. And, Mountain Rescue don't want to be coming up looking for your mangled corpse after you've been blown left, right and centre. And I'll never forget the guy on Ben Nevis, who was an amateur, an amateur wild camper, decided to go up Ben Nevis and I think do exactly this. Like, oh, go and film a YouTube video because it's uh, it's good views when you get in a storm or whatever. Blown offside in his whatever cheap tent he had, Van Gogh, probably, Van Gogh Banshee. Collapsed the tent, ripped the pegs out, because he obviously didn't know how to put pegs in properly, ripped pegs out, and then all it becomes is just a big windsock with you inside it. And so it just dragged him off edge. See you later. And I just thought, can you imagine, right, being that guy? First of all, you wake up and you, the tent has just folded in on you. 
it's going the noise inside a tent when it's when it's high winds is chaotic to say the least and then so that's happened he can't move because obviously the tent's all on him like suffocating and then imagine you just start moving you can feel yourself bouncing over rocks like you're bouncing across thing like the land thinking uh 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 I'm on top of a mountain something's Damn, I said, it's not a good way to go, mate. So if you're listening and you're storm chasing with your tent, take care. I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but just take care, mate. Do a little bit of research first. Think about the mountain rescue that have got to come out and get you. They've got families as well, mate. Come on. They don't want to be out looking for you. With your six pack of fosters blowing all of them. Scarfell Pike. <laughs> hey. What else? What else? Just life stuff in it, right? So, as as you all know, I was in doldrums for a little bit. I'm well out of them now, though. I'm doing a lot of good stuff, man. Exercise is one of them. I'm off to... I'm doing this podcast. What time is it? Yeah. So, it's early doors. Going to have a couple of brews. Do some emails. Feed me birds. And all that sort of jazz. And then I'm off over to the farm. There's a farm not far from me. And he sorts me out some hardwood logs. I'm going to get some ash. Get a barrow bag of ash. In back at truck. Because uh, I've run out of wood. So restock me wood. And my phone has been blowing up, mate. And I'll tell you why. Because of these storms, people are having their fences blown over and their gardens destroyed. And so... They all want me to sort the fences out for them. Come build us a fence, sort us out, help. Nah. But I'm semi-retired <laughs> from landscaping now. I'm only hand-picking the jobs I want to do, which excite me, which, you know, challenge my creative side. Let me flex my creativity and do some nice designs that you know they're a little bit difficult maybe using materials that i've not used before and stuff like that i don't need to be fixing the odd fence panel here and there i would have done when i first started like 15 years ago oh, fence panel down do, 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 with cape on and that i've got you wood boy but you can i can afford to i've been in the game for so long and I'm doing okay with other stuff in my life that I can be a bit more uh, picky about going to, about which jobs I do, which is a f very fortunate position to be in. And I, I have grafted myself after death to get to the position I'm in, so I don't feel bad about it. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. And then uh, coming up to this spring, summer... I'm doing it what I did last year. I'm taking taking I'm not not landscaping at all. Closing phone. <laughs> not doing it, mate. I'm just there for just doing the odd one that that excites me and that looks good on my portfolio and that I can be proud of. I'll do that. But I aren't just doing you know, building fence panels or doing just plain patios or driveways. It's gotta excite me, man. Yeah, so Soz, <laughs> I didn't listen, but I might do, but Soz to Matt. I was on Matt's podcast. We did a daytime podcast, bless him. And I was just here in my studio and uh, 
I thought it went well. Obviously, didn't dwell on any subjects for too long because it's ADHD. And I listened to myself back and I can't listen. After a little bit of listening, I'm like, that is... Because I listen to a lot... I've said listen too many times there. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. And I, believe it or not, I actually listen to some quite intellectual podcasts. I'm a real big fan of Lex Friedman and and things like that. Sam Harris. But... And I like listening to long-form conversations that go back and forth. And it's a beautiful thing. It's like art, man. It's a good conversation to listen to between two intellectuals. It's, um, it's a thing of beauty, and I really do get engaged with it. But then I listen to me talking to Matt, and it's just like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, mate. So my an, an analogy I'll use is maybe... So, like, listening to Lex Friedman talk to... Um, one of his Harvard professors is like a game of chess. Listening to me talking to Matt is like a game of hungry hippos. And that's that. Just <laughs> fucking. Do you know when you go mad on hungry hippo button, start smashing it? Oh, man. You know what hungry hippos is. That's me. That's me trying to have an intellectual conversation. Just grabbing all balls with my fat mouth. It's not good enough, is it? So I will try and be better. And uh, I did read the... Co I don't read all the comments. I just don't... Same with YouTube videos and that. I can't, you know... There's too many, and it's sometimes if you read bad ones, it'll send you nogging off on one. But someone said, I can't listen to AZ on the night time because it's not relaxing. <laughs> I'm more of a daytime thing, aren't I? And I, I understand that. It's not like I'm bringing the dulcet tones. Yeah, it's not. I may, And the, the more I read, <clears throat> which I am doing at the moment, and the more I get used to doing this sort of stuff, maybe we will learn some stuff together and I will be able to be a little bit more intellectual. And the guests that eventually I will be having on, I just need to get used to this. Like, so I, I can't get a guest on. I couldn't have like one of my mates or someone famous, or someone like in a high-powered job on this podcast, and then have it sound like I'm fucking deep-throating R2-D2 every time I'm speaking, like it was on Matt's podcast. So you've got to iron that out in the dojo, mate. And I'm sorry that I had to iron it out on Matt's dojo. And he bought me a nice jumper as well. Oh, I feel bad about it, mate. He bought me a nice Fell Raven jumper. I chose it, but he, he uh, gave me money for it for doing podcast, which is very kind of him. I don't like to make it a, th a financial thing with buddies, but we understand how the game works. And when he comes on my podcast, I'll reciprocate and I'll get him something nice. Get him some nice little ballet slippers or something like that. Some for his um, new house, maybe. Uh what else we're we talking about, bro? I've made a little couple of notes. It says, "Oh yeah." So as you know, I'm well into like diets, <laughs> fads, mate. I'm a fad man. I do diets, and when I'm on it, anyway, when I'm on a, uh, when I'm feeling good about life, I like to watch what I eat and um, experiment with stuff. And I've been following this guy on Instagram. 
that I can't... Oh, what's his face? The ca- uh, Something to do with being a carnivore. Hey, oh, God, messages, man. Carnivore. There he is. The Carnivore MD 2.0. Paul Saladino. He was a guest on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and he works with people like George St. Pierre, who arguably is one of the greatest, or is the greatest MMA fighter of all time. Uh, and he's just been blowing my mind with what he's been up to, mate. Eating just a carnivore diet, so organs, grass-fed beef, fruit, raw dairy. And it got me thinking and looking into stuff, and you can't get grass-fed meat anywhere. It's hard to get it. Because I went to the supermarket and I was like, right, well, this should be it. It's organic, organic beef. And then I researched it online. And just because it's organic, it just means that the 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 pellets that they feed it maybe are organic. I think it's the pellets, yeah. But it's never eaten grass in its fucking life. And that's sold as organic with all the green on it and everything. And they obviously charge a lot more money. But it's still just fed on pellets, which are full of all sorts of shite. And so I was like, it's frustrating to me when I can't get good quality ingredients like meat, for example, because I'm not allowed to, you can't, hunting in this country is just, you're not allowed. I feel like my hands are tied. You can go get small game and stuff, but even that, you have to have permission. And if I'm walking around with my air rifle, it just looks I just feel dodgy and um, and I don't have any permissions around near where I am so it would have to be poaching and although I am from a, my you know it's in my blood is poaching my granddad and my uncles are all poachers it's not the done thing for me now I can't be seen to be poaching and um and then anything big game like deer, if good luck, we got to jump through so many loops to get a deer. Like you got to get your two two license, proper rifle license. Uh, find out what get land to do it. It's it's um it's tough, mate. So I started to do a little bit of research online, and I found a company called well. In fact, I won't shout them out just yet because I might be working with them. So I found this company online and they deal with just grass-fed beef. And I did a bit of research on them. They're all multi-award winning and all their produce is ethical. And it's all it's not just grass-finished either because you get some, some um, companies will just grass-finish. So they'll feed the cows all the same bullshit, but then right at the end, just give it a little bit of grass to call it grass-fed. But it's not, it's just grass-finished. But this, these cows are just out on pasture for their whole lives, living a good, organic, healthy life. <clears throat> and that, I was inspired by it. So I placed an order. Now, it is very expensive, but it is what I've, I'm always banging on about it. Meat should be expensive, you know, 
it's a it is a life at the end of the day it's a life and it needs to have lived a good life and if that means it costs money to do that so be it we can't be cutting corners on animal welfare in my opinion anyway and so i got what did i get i got two ribeyes i got some sh short rib and i got some mints now it came to 50 odd quid which is a lot. I think each ribeye was maybe 15 quid a pop, but there were oh, well, the 10 to 15 quid a pop get thick ribeye. And yes, it's a lot, but I don't eat a lot of meat. I don't buy a lot of meat. I don't eat a lot of meat at, at home. Very rarely do I ever buy meat. And so I thought, well, I'm going to start because of this carnivore dude saying that grass-fed beef is the way forward. I'm going to start eating it a little bit more, but I'm going to just buy it every now and again. So I'll maybe spend that <clears throat> that 50 quid, but that'll do me for a month. Like, I'll maybe have, you know, you can always freeze it and that'll do me for a month. Is this boring me just talking about meat and what, <laughs> what I eat, my diet? Oh, It doesn't matter, mate, because that's what it is. That's what it is now. It's what, we, it's what we're here for. It's what it's become. Uh, so on the back of that, I emailed the guy who owns the business. I just said, like, hiya, mate. Really like what you do. And I'm interested in this. In, in I want to get behind what you do. Is there any chance you could maybe... I told him I'd bought some stuff and that I'd want to buy some stuff to sample it first to see if, I like, see if I like it. And then I said, going forward, is there anything we can do to work together? And he emailed me back and gave me his phone number. So I gave him a ring yesterday. Nick, he was called. And we had a good chat. Um, and he's sending over my information to his media team. And we're going to see if we can work together. So... I proposed that I, he would just maybe send me the meat. So I'm not looking for money for this. I'm just looking for free meat. <laughs> Give me some free meat. And uh, hopefully if it all goes through and it, they like what I do and everything, they'll be sending me a quite a decent discount code for you lot. So you can get yourself some glass fed proper stuff a discount price so that's something good and they also sell game as well and other stuff raw dairy it's just good man it's just good and i'm looking forward to getting involved with it and that's coming on tuesday so we might be having another shows your steak challenge and i think it's about time for one and for anyone who doesn't know who's new here i God, how long ago was it? Should we have a quick look? The, uh, um, show us your steak. Show us your steak challenge. <laughs> show us your steak challenge. Original. Original. There it is. Your boy. Look at that, man. Every time I type it into Google, oh God, and I haven't done for a long time, it's still going. 
someone did one last week. It went viral. I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of it. And I'm so proud of everyone who did it, man. I, I lost track of it. So what it is, right up there, mate. So 20, October 2018. Four years, mate. So four years ago, four years ago, I made a video where I cooked a steak in the woods. Decent steak it was as well. Did like a, a Northern Monk beer butter sauce for it as well. And then finished it with breathing fire on it, which was a bit daft, but webbed. So I did that, cooked it, ate it, talked a little bit about mental health, men's men. Obviously, I'm a man, my mental health and what I, my experiences and stuff. And then I tagged three people, I think. I tagged three people anyway and told them to show us your steak. And it just caught fire. It just caught fire. Some big names in the wild camping community got involved. Joe Robinette, my mate Mike from TA Outdoors, my self-reliance. Loads of people got involved, mate. Anyone who's anyone in like the bushcrafting camping community got involved. And um, I was getting tagged in videos from Japan in different languages. And still to this day, I get tagged in it. It's It's... A thing of beauty, mate. I lost track of it. It was nice to watch a few of them and seeing people open up about mental health and then I just lost track of it. It was amazing. Um, so with lockdown and everything, and especially how I felt over the last few days, last week, whatever it was, I think we're ready. So I'm going to get this meat from this company, grass-fed beef, and I think we maybe do something a little bit special. We'll maybe do something a bit special and we'll go out and we'll do a, a show as your steak challenge. What's it called when you, oh, beef fondue, when you cut the chunks of beef and you have the oil over a low heat. Oh, no, like over a maintained heat. And then you have them on a skewer. You put like chunks of, what would be the best cut? Chunks of whatever, mate, sirloin, fillet. And then you dunk them in the hot oil. And then have it with dips and bits of salad and stuff. Something like that, maybe. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Deep fried steak, mate. Talking about being healthy. Hey, talking about being healthy as well. So I'm off to go and get me wood. What? Would you be interested if I did a vlog? Like, because what's annoying, mate, is because of these storms and everything that's going outside, I don't want to go camping. I've got no desire to go camping in in a storm. If I get caught out in a storm, if one of my videos is camping in a storm or whatever, then it's something's gone wrong. Or, which will happen occasionally, saying that, mate, yeah, it's nice to test your gear out in it. Just not in like, I mean, it's a red weather warning. <sighs> Fucking thing. I get it. I get it if you get a new Hilleberg. There's that old saying, isn't there, that, you know, a ship is safest in the harbour, but that is not what it was built for. Same with the Hilleberg tent, I guess. It's the safest in um, when there's no wind, but it was built to, especially with the black labels, the black la a black label Hilleberg Solo was built to take some hammer. And my Alak too, built to take some hammer. So I do get it. I understand both sides. But just... 
you know, have a bit of common sense with it, mate. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Do I? I've just gone and contradicted myself. That's another thing as well. I'll get found out on these, doing these podcasts. I'll get found out for just being so fickle. <laughs> for not knowing my own thoughts and, and stuff. I do to an extent, but then sometimes I might be waffling for one thing one day and then just completely come in and waffle the counter argument for it the next day because I've just read an article or changed my mind. But that's, you know, in a way that's good because I'm not married to my thoughts. I'm not married to my opinions. I'm not married to my ideas. Because you do get some people that get a bit fixated with one thing that they've they've sort of dug their heels in and that becomes almost, they identify as that. You get it with a lot of dietary people. They might have a bit of... Um, traction on Instagram. I mean, it's probably this carnivore guy that I'm following. He probably made a few posts about eating meat and testicles and that. Got a few likes and he's like, right, that's it. And he's leaned into it and now he's totally pot committed. He can't do anything else. He's got to be the carnivore guy. And you do, you get pigeonholed by your, what you know, by what you do. Like online, if I, <clears throat> like I'm, I'm a wild camper and that's what I'm pigeonholed now as that. And so when I do, or you started doing, like I'd go do spearfishing videos because I like spearfishing and people are like, no, nah, not interested, get camping, get out in tent. And people want what that you, like the amount of people that say to me, get, get yourself on a big hike because they enjoyed the coast to coast and the Cleveland and the Cape Wrath Trail. That's what they want all your stuff to be like. But no, mate. Because you get burnout and fatigue. You can't just be constantly saying that. I am constantly doing it because we're just about to set off on the all the national trails in a year. And that is mental. And I, re and I do know that I'm jumping from one topic to another. Like, I know I'm the embodiment of ADHD. And I apologise. But yeah, you want... <laughs> you, careful what you wish for, mate, because you want hiking. I'll bring you hiking, all right? Over 2,500 miles of this stuff. You want hiking videos, mate? Well, get ready for this because I think the shortest one is maybe a week and it ranges. You know, there's going to be a lot of, there's two weekers. There's a lot of one week hikes, but there's two weekers. And to put that into context, the Cape Wrath Trail was a two week. That took me 14 days. Normal civilians. Maybe three weeks, 25 to 30 days for civilians. Me, 14 days. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter that I took it easy at the beginning as well and that I could have done it in 12 or 13. That doesn't matter. What matters is each one of the... Yeah, so that was a 14-day hike. Look at all the content I brought in there. I think that was a... I made nine videos on that. So there's going to be a lot of <laughs> lot of hiking footage for all you hiking footage fans. And it'll be a body of work that I'm proud of, because not only will I be proud of the challenge if I do it within a year, but I'll also be proud of the backlog of, you know, the library that I create, because I'm going to create a playlist of national trails, which hopefully shall go on in perpetuity for people long, long after I'm gone. They can get to listen to my insane bullshit 
whilst walking around the trails and tracks of the UK. And I'm looking forward to it so much. Even just talking about it now is getting me hyped for it. I'm not setting off yet because I've got too many loose ends to tie up before I go. And it keeps getting put back. Like these storms have put me back. And then now I've got to go and do a... Oh, I'll tell you about this that I'm going to do. I'm doing a promotional video. Video. Guess where I'm doing it for? Whitby, mate. Whitby. Didn't give you a chance to guess, but I'm telling you, Whitby. It's a dream come true. Uh, this company's do, uh, creating these routes around the northeast coast. And they contacted me and said, do you want to be part of it to promote a part of this website and this experience that we're doing? I was like, yes, of course I do. And they said, right, choose an area. They didn't know us from Whitby. Choose an area along all this coast. And I was like, well, uh, well, I'll have Whitby, mate, please. So in March, what is it now? Is it we're in March? No, at the end of March, I've got to do a two-day either cycle or hike and wild camp, exploring different parts of the area that I grew up in and making <clears throat> and just sort of promoing this website, but do it in my own way. And I'm absolutely buzzing about it, mate. Couldn't be happier. Promoting the place that I love the most whilst doing what I love the most. So that's something to look forward to. For me, anyway. You get to watch the video of it. And I'm also going to get my mate involved. <clears throat> who's a, He's like a semi-professional photographer. So I'm going to get him on maybe doing some, some filming and drone work and stuff. I'm going to put some effort into it. Not just me walking around with a handheld, shouting medic at anything dead. We're going to try and put some effort into it. Um, anyway, yeah, so, and that's it. So today, finish up here. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute, let me have some brew. Finish up here, go see me old mate to get some wood. Offload me wood, and then I'm going to go for a run. And then I'm going to go and meet another mate who I've not seen for a bit in town. And I'm going to go for some beers. I'm looking forward to it. I've not been drinking at all. Obviously, not when you're feeling, when nogging ain't right, you don't, you don't want to be drinking, do you? You've got to be sensible. I haven't drunk for a long time. So I'm looking forward to going out, getting in, getting tucked in to an old man pub. Because I know one. Best pub in York, mate. The Blue Bell in York. So I often go there on my own for a pint of Landlord. They do the best pint of Landlord, Timothy Taylor's Landlord, that I've ever had. And it's a tiny little pub. You can only fit like, I don't know, maybe eight people in one bit, maybe 10, 15 in other bit. It's really small. And it's just got a lovely vibe to it. Every Sunday, they put out a selection of cheeses and crackers and breads on the bar. All local Yorkshire produce and all for free. If you want to just nibble at it and, you know, the bar staff are lovely. It's a real community vibe in there. And it's one of the oldest pubs as well in York. It's just beautiful, man. I love it. No bells and whistles. Just a good pint. You can sit down, open fire, 
And that's what, hopefully, if it's not too busy in there, that me and my mate Tom will be doing that. Sitting and nursing a couple of pints of landlord. Well, stop, mate. What else are you going to do while it's storming, Norman? Try and bring in your content like this. I filmed something yesterday, which was a, a beginner's guide to wild camping. I don't know if anyone will be interested in that, but I thought I'd, you know, chuck chuck my hat into the ring when it comes to... Is that a saying? I don't even know, mate. Chuck my hat into the ring. Let me have a... Chuck, <laughs> chuck my hat into the ring. Chuck my hat into the ring. Throw one's hat in the ring. Express willingness to take up a challenge. I was right. So, yeah, I'm throwing one's hat into the ring when it comes to wild camping and um, bushcraft and all that. Just doing a bit of a beginner's guide because I do. I see a lot of people doing it online and stuff. And people who have only been doing like, <laughs> they've maybe only been wild camping for a year and they're like, that is a beginner's guide to wild camping. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. You're a beginner yourself. Cut your teeth. Nah, you do you. You do you, mate. You do you. But I'm going to bring whatever knowledge I've learned of it years and put it into a little beginner's guide for people who are just starting up. You've backed me into a corner, Storm Eunice. You've backed me into a corner. It's like lockdown again, isn't it? When I was just doing, I'd come in here and just do like, talk about mushrooms and stuff. <laughs> How long have we got? Right, I'm just going to go and refill me brew. This is sort of part of it. Hold on. Refill me brew. I'm back. I'm back. Ugh. I was lighting on this. I can't really see you because he... It's a little tiny little screen over there, but hopefully light and audio is okay. Reload it, brew. Double drop in. Way hey. It's a Saturday after all, isn't it? Wee. And then we must, I must, before I go out, go and see if Lynn needs and sorting out that bird tables that have all just got blown over. Right, this section, because we're coming up to the section where... Book club. I don't give a fuck about book club. What don't you give a fuck about? I don't give a fuck about. You don't give a fuck about. Motherfucking truck about book club. Uh. Something like that, whatever. If you do jingles, do us a jingle for book club, will you? This book club that isn't even... Well, yeah, fuck it, book club. <laughs> this is it. We're doing book club. It's going to force us to lead more. Oh, look at that. Oh, I found an old photo in book club of my daughter when she was at... I'm going to cry. Whoa! Oh, my God. Got me, got me. It got me. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, mate. Uh, just from a... Whew, 
That'll do it for you, won't it? That'll do it to you, like. Anyway, that's memories in each memories. So, book club. Welcome to book club. I'm still batting on with uh, that other book I told you about, and I am actually reading it. But this is another one that I just thought I'd bring to your attention. And in in book club, all it really is is me telling you, re- recommending books that I've read, and maybe letting you in and talking about the books that I'm currently reading. It's just a little section. I don't know if it'll last because. I've got the attention span of it. I've said before, a fucking coked up goldfish. So, we'll see. I'm just also doing this as accountability to help me read because I'm desperate to read more. I love reading. I I just don't do it enough. And since, I think it's mobile phones, man. Since the old mobile phones came about, they're so much more engaging, aren't they? So you can ju- in it suits my ADHD so much more to be able to jump from article to article to social media to watch a video on this or learn how to do that. When I just miss just sitting down and getting really involved in a book, like one that you know when you just can't put it down, you want to know more about it, you think about it, you talk to all your friends about it. You remember that? Like, oh, I'm reading this book at the moment, and you can actually talk about it, not like oh. Fucking, did you see that thing on TikTok with that guy fucking dancing in his overalls or whatever? Fuck off, man. So in a bid to, you know, hold us all accountable and help us all a little bit, maybe get back into reading. I'm going to start recommending some of my favourite books and talking about books that I'm trying to read. I will be better. This one. And um, for those just listening... It's Into the Wild. By John Krakauer. Krakauer or Krakauer. Now, a motion picture. And have you seen it? Woohoo! It's good. It's a good film, mate, but it's uh, the book's better. And it's great because look, it's it's not very thick. So it's not very daunting. And I, sorry if you, I don't, fuck, I can't see any intellectuals listening to this. And I do apologise if you are. And intellect is subject, you know, intellect comes in all different forms. You know, doing a podcast like this, I might not be intellectual, but, you know, you put me in, you put me out in woods and I, you know, I know some stuff. Or you put me in a back garden around plants and around building work and all that. Woohoo! I'm a Harvard professor out there, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. So this book is about this really interesting dude. What's he called, mate? Anyway, it's about this really interesting dude who just goes off into the wild and it's about his journey um, to Alaska just to get away from everything. And it's, you know, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but it's a wonderful book. It's a really, it's amazing ending to it. And it's written really well. And it's a nice, short, punchy book. I mean, you do that in a couple of days. Took me about four years. I'm joking. But you'll do that. You'll do that in a couple of days. And it's an amazing book. Inspirational and that's called Into the Wild. Get it, get involved with it, mate. 
And uh, let me know if you've read it. Let me know. Or if you've got any recommendations for books, let me know in the comments below. And for the people, I know I put this out on Patreon as a video. And um, it's, it's a YouTube video, but not everyone can see it. But when you're commenting, just comment on Patreon, underneath on Patreon, not on YouTube, because it's more, I'll, I'll see it easier if it's on, on Patreon. And uh, yeah, I, in fact, don't recommend books, mate, because I won't read them. I've already got, I've got about seven books on Goat Moment, and it stresses me out the fact that I'm not plowing through them. So <laughs> don't, don't add to it. Don't add to stress. Right, how long have we done? 50 minutes, mate. And I've probably, yeah, 48 minutes. That's all right, isn't it? That's all we need. That's all we need from a morning show. What's weather doing? It's still storming, Norman. It's going to start getting a little bit better this week. Uh, after Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday. Can't do anything this weekend because I've got my daughter. Wednesday then. I think we're going to get out for a camp maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Normal service will resume. But for today, for Sunday, for Monday, we're batting down the hatches. I want a power cut, man. Gutted when I had a power cut. And I was thinking about this the other day. It's like a power cut now for me would be just now. I remember back in the day, a power cut in Whitby would take out the whole of Whitby, you know, for a day or two, all night. And you had to light the candles. And when it happened, that's all streetlights gone. And if it was a dark moon, like if it was a new moon, it'd be fucking pitch black and exciting, mate. Because you'd be like, look, let's quick get... And you'd know where emergency candles were in drawer under the stairs. They're in that drawer with all thumbtacks, bits of loose blue tack, batteries, a couple of old photos, sellotape, all that shite, you know, shite drawer. They were in the shite drawer. And so we'd know where they were, get the candles, light them, and now what we're going to do? Talk to each other. No! Oh, play cards by candlelight. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I never did out like that, I don't think. But oh, I can imagine like a, a good old 2.4 children getting all the kids around and being like, come on, guys. Candlelight games. A sense of community. And if you had an open fire as well, oh, my goodness, that would come into its own, wouldn't it? I sometimes turn all lights off in man and I sometimes sleep in front of fire, you know, just because it's a nice sound, nice vibes. And I was thinking now, if we had a power cut, I've got all my torches, I've got lanterns, I've got my phone doesn't run out, like I've got my laptop, I've got everything. I could just literally, I've got my power banks. I could just watch a film until power comes back on. So it's not as exciting, is it? I don't think. Saying that, I better go and get some wood just in case, mate. And I'll do that now. Right, I went on a bit of a tangent there. I forgot what I was saying. Hold on. Yeah, back out camping this week. And that's it for now, I think. We've done. We're coming up to an hour. Should we stretch it out? <laughs> stretch it out to an hour. I'm looking forward to getting out camping, man, on when Hopefully this week. 
I'm really looking forward to it. It's Joey D's birthday as well on the weekend, so I don't think he'll be able to come out, but he he's coming out in the next few camps. He, we're going to get Joey D out. But I'm looking forward, man. I'm looking forward to... The one that's tickling me at the moment is a mountain camp because the last time I went to Lake District, for people that watch my videos, will know that I was... It was just so foggy. I couldn't see shit, man. I was just pea soup. And so I need to rectify that. In fact, the last couple of times I've been to lakes, I've been done white weather. And so I feel, I feel like I'm owed one. So we'll, we'll aim for that. And if not, we'll get ourselves into woods. But I'm looking forward to it, man. Cannot wait to get back out there. Also can't wait to get tucked behind a, a pint pot of Timothy Taylor's landlord. Woo! Right, happy days, man. Happy days. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves, one and all. I appreciate you uh, more than you know. We've only got a small little community here, but that's all I need. You're absolutely amazing, and I, I love I love you all for the support over the years, even. Amazing. I, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm highly emotional at the moment, and I love it. I like being being like. It's good to be in touch with emotions, even if that means you, I, I tear up at like, you know, just nice things as well. Not sad stuff. Like I see nice things and I tear up or whatever. And it's nice to feel again because for anyone who's been in doldrums, there's a certain strain of doldrum that takes your emotions away. And that's what I had was just emotionless doldrums. And so to when you come back out of it, and like now I'm just like, I fucking, I'm back to feeling stuff. I feel excited. I feel hopeful. I feel sad. I feel em em empathic. Is that a fucking word, empathic? We're learning together, mate. I feel empathy, yeah, but empathic. Showing an ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Yeah, I'm empathic. I'm all that. And it feels good. It feels good to feel. There it is. And I shall leave you on that. Take care of yourselves. Much love. And I'll see you soon. Au revoir. Right, come on. Come on, Lynn. Let's sort out your bird bath.